0: From the capital of the Commonwealth. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at espnrichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327 0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. And welcome. Welcome back to the sports huddle after a couple of days hiatus, Monday and Tuesday. We are back on the cusp of game three of the NBA finals coming up tonight in Miami. Since we were away, the Heat gained control of home court advantage by knocking off the Nuggets in game two, and we're going to lead off with that. This afternoon, welcome to the Sports Auto. Bob Black back with you. Yes, after a couple of days of R and R, we're going to work a few, then we're going to take another week off, and then after that, we should be full go for the rest of the summer, and as we get into the football season. So, welcome to the program, hosting remotely this afternoon, AJ. Producing in our ESPN Richmond studios, and we thank you for joining us. Have an opportunity to interact today, 804-327-0888. We'll get you on the air with us. It's also our text line, 327-0888. And we are going to tip off with NBA conversation this afternoon, association with the chip on the line now, as Bruce would say, as the Miami Heat rally from, what were they down, eight at the end of three quarters? and knock off Denver, and sometimes I think it's as simple as putting the ball in the basket. I mean, the Heat shot, what, 49% from the floor, 49% from three-point range, 17 of 35, and 18 of 20 at the free-throw line. Now, the Nuggets weren't bad either. They were 19 of 22 at the free-throw line, and they shot 52% for the game in game two, but only 11 of 28 from three-point range, so I guess you could make the argument this game was decided at the three-point line. Um, you know, Jokic did his part with 41 and 11, and Murray had 18 and 10 assists, um, but didn't get a whole lot of help beyond that. Gordon and Brown, uh, 12 and 11 each, and that was it in game two. And Miami just shot the, shot the heck out of the ball. And, um, you know, Jimmy Butler was okay. He wasn't great. 21 points by his standards, uh, to say the least. Adebayo also with with 21 and Vincent with 23, but they just shot great from the three-point line. And I just wonder if that might be a little bit of fool's gold going in to game three. My, I still got a gut feeling that Denver takes this one. I still think it's Denver in six. So at some point, they're going to win in Miami. And for some reason, I just have the feeling that the Nuggets – I don't want to call that a wake-up call by any stretch. I think they were awake and raring and ready to go. Uh, I think Miami just outshot them, as I said, in game two to even that series at one game apiece. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth series. This has not surprised me to this point. And the Heat come away with that three-point win in in game two to even the series at 1-1. So we're really going to get into that here in just the next couple of minutes. As a matter of fact, and a little bit later on, We'll get into some other stuff, including uh, Major League Baseball, as I think I mentioned last week. One of the reasons I was out Monday and Tuesday, had the opportunity to go see a couple of big league games over the weekend. There's really nothing like going to a big league baseball game. It is still an awful lot of fun. I was able to go Sunday in D.C. to see a day game between the Phils and the Nats, and then Monday in Philadelphia to see the Phils and the Tigers on Monday night. So we'll get a little baseball talk. Um, And whether a couple of those games are even going to be played tonight, this whole air quality thing, um, the smog and the smoke and all that from the wildfires in Canada, um, those games are a little bit up in the air that are being played on the East Coast today. So we'll get into all that a little bit later. But as I mentioned, when we came on the air this afternoon and got back at it, we're going to start with NBA. We're going to start with the finals, the Heat and the Nuggets, now tied at one game apiece with Game 3 tonight in Miami, 8.30, uh, you'll hear it here on 106.1 ESPN from ESPN Radio with an 8 o'clock airtime. But we're going to break it all down for you now as we welcome back to our program, back to the Sports Huddle, today on a Wednesday afternoon, Jerry Brewer from the Washington Post. Hello, Jerry. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing fine, thanks. And it uh, looks like we've got a pretty good series unfolding here between denver and miami from your perspective how did the heat do what they did in game two uh they're eight down going into the fourth quarter denver's at home where they rarely lose and yet miami i guess shoots lights out particularly from three-point range i don't want to answer my own question so let me throw it at you how did this happen how did the heat steal if you will game two
1: well, I think they came ready to play from from the get go. You know, really, really jumping on Denver, and then Denver goes on that epic run and, and took control of the game. But if you if you watch the Heat uh, throughout this entire postseason, really throughout the entire regular season, if you go back to some of their games, they they always it always feels like the game is about to get away from them, and then because they play two thirds of their games in the regular season. Fifty-four of the eighty-two games qualified as cl- clutch games uh, by that NFL uh, by the NBA stat of the score was within five points with less than five minutes left. That's that that's the clutch stat in the NBA. Hmm. So they have been through these situations, and I think they they're they're really great at okay, we're down by fifteen. Okay, in the second quarter, by halftime, let's be down by nine. Let's nibble at it you know okay we're down by eight going into the fourth quarter okay like let's really push in the first five minutes and let Denver know that we're not going anywhere and then when 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 the game is in doubt uh, they they just they have a uh, Jimmy Butler is a tremendous playmaker uh, and, and he makes the right basketball read almost all the time we, we, we get we get really caught up in in uh, the the playoff Jimmy games, the fifty six point game, and the other games like in the bubble against the Lakers when he just refuses to lose. Uh, but but this one kind of showed you he was six for sixteen in the game. He controlled it with his defense. He controlled it with his playmaking. Uh, Jay Vincent was awesome, and and Duncan Robinson just out of nowhere, right? Like mm-hmm. this series is not really a Duncan Robinson series in terms of matchup. But uh Spo ran a couple of great actions, uh, and Duncan Robinson knocked down shots. The heat are not going to go away. I still feel like uh, this is this is a series that uh, if the nuggets are mature enough, um, experienced enough that they can kind of control it and have the heat constantly chasing them. Uh, but I'm really interested in game three uh, I would love uh for for compelling reasons, I would love to see. Miami get up 2-1 and see Denver have to make a championship-level response.
0: Interesting word you use there, Jerry, in describing the, the Denver Nuggets and whether they are mature enough. Their head coach, Michael Malone, kind of called them out a little bit after Game 2, and the word he kept using over and over again was discipline. Are we going to be disciplined enough? What does he have to do? What do the Nuggets have to do so that we don't have that compelling scenario that you just referenced?
1: Yeah, you know, the thing I love about this series is is just um, uh, how smart the basketball players are are on the court. And Eric Spolstra is just um, – Eric Spolstra is a plus coach in every area of coaching, <laughs> um, everything tangible and intangible. Uh, and – when, when Mike Malone is talking about they need to be more disciplined, it's uh, Michael Porter Jr. And, and others on their rotations uh, because Miami is just so good at, at kind of manipulating the gravity of a defense. Uh, Eric Solstra, uh started um, running what they would call uh, a basketball hoopheads, would call it zoom action in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and that's kind of that interplay with the, with the uh, coming off a pick and the dribble handoff. Uh, which you can fake or take and they kinda ran those. Normally you would see you would see a lot of that with, with uh um, a guy who can shoot and a guy who can't. You know, I'm thinking think of like Draymond Green and the Warriors. They do they do some stuff like that. But to do zoom action with two pure shooters in Gabe Benson and Duncan Robinson uh, it, it made Denver have to make a decision and as soon as they made the wrong decision the guy was wide open uh just little subtle things like that he's constant uh is constantly tinkering with things right like they run they run more variations of zone it's not like they're either in zone or man it's like they run like three different zones which no one in the nba does they run um every type of man scheme and so they're really throwing the, the kitchen sink at the nuggets and uh oftentimes if it's not murray and jokic and maybe uh, uh, KCP, you start to wonder with some of the other guys on the floor, like, you know, are you are you reading this properly? Um, and, and that becomes a bit of an issue. And like even for guys, even for guys who diagnose things well, like like an Aaron Gordon, uh, they still add like little et- extra dimensions that that test like the depth of your basketball knowledge, and so. It's um, really fascinating there uh, to, to see is um, like, if, you, if you've got a scab, you know, say on your elbow, is the guy who's constantly like picking at the scab, <laughs> um, which would be annoying as hell if a stranger just kept picking at a scab that you had, but, but that's who he is and that's who the Heat are. So
0: uh, a little bit more on this guy, Eric Spolstra, who we already knew in his championship runs and all of that, but maybe a different identity is brewing, and you have a great column on him today in the Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com slash sports by our guest Jerry Brewer. Uh, Cordially disagreeable was one of the phrases you used to describe Eric Spolstra. Uh, How has he kind of – um, developed in this season with this particular team to the point that they buy into him as much as they have Jerry.
1: Man, I really I really feel like he's an evolved form of his mentor, uh Pat Riley. Like mm-hmm. Pat Riley was old school NBA, classic NBA, but just a great coach and a great motivator. Uh Eric Spolstra, growing up uh, uh in a basketball family because of his dad um Growing up through the Heat organization, you know, from, from the video room that he called the dungeon all the way to leading this franchise, he is just next level. Um, it, it's it's extraordinary uh, how how good he is in so many areas. I, I really do feel that uh, Udonis Haslam calls him the most complete coach in the NBA, and Udonis Haslam has seen every coach come through the NBA for the last 17 years. Um, and he's absolutely right. Like this, this um, he is just a, a basketball savant, but unlike other savants, he has emotional intelligence and can really like relate to people. And he, it's interesting to see him come into his own now because you remember the guy who was the young coach who was managing LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, and it was like, don't mess it up. They got off to that nine and eight start. And we've come to learn that LeBron had a meeting with Pat Riley where he was suggesting that Riley should take over for Spolstra. Riley didn't. Um, Spolstra goes on, right, four straight finals, two championships with the Heat. But I think people still thought, oh, they're just winning because they have extraordinary talent and Spolstra's not messing it up. Now what he's been able to do, uh, especially these last two finals appearances in the last four years also – coming a shot away from making a third finals appearance last year um, with, with this new group. Um, it's just incredible. Like you don't see this in the NBA. I mean, they have, uh, they had one big free agent signing and a star. And like Jimmy Butler's not one of the top five players in the game, but he's one of the top five competitors. And he um, is someone that any team would love to have. They've developed guys, Bam, Tyler Harrow are, are the highest draft picks of uh, uh, of their own on the roster, and just nine nine undrafted players making an impact. Uh, it's just it feels like they feel like they're built like we would like we see football teams built, but like football teams are built that way because you need fifty three men. You need sixty counting the, the practice squad. It's it's uh, incredible to see the Heat how they look at talent how they look at a player and they say, you know, most of us look at a guy's complete game, right? And we say, oh, he's not going to be a good player because he can't do this. They look at it and they say, he's going to work in our system because he's wired the way we like it. Hard, hard nose, tough, um, uh, selfless. But here's what he can do. And if we manipulate this thing, right, he's going to be able to thrive in our system. No one else in the NBA sees talent in that dimension. And so I think what the Heat are doing with Spolstra is actually uh, sustainable. Um, they're not going to have great teams year in and year out, but they're not going to hit the bottom with Spolstra. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have surprise runs over and over again, like, like we're seeing right now, especially in this era of parity.
0: So wrapping it up with you, Jerry, it does sound like you're heading down the heat path, at least for game three tonight, that, that you're buying in. But let's play a little game of what if to finish it up. Um, heat win if, Nuggets win if.
1: All right. Um, uh, the heat win, once again, the heat win if they can make over, you know, between 18 and 23 corners. I think they just they got to shoot. They got to shoot the lights out. They got to shoot. Uh, over 40% from three. Um, so that that's that's their big thing. Um, the Nuggets win if they can make the proper adjustment and uh, get, get Jokic back to where he's most comfortable, which is making plays for others. Um, it was interesting to see how discombobulated they were uh, because the other guys just weren't getting shots and weren't as comfortable as they were. Um, And it's going to be a challenge to kind of activate everyone and get everybody involved because they're going to continue to um, just kind of single cover Jokic and do the best that they can and throw some wrinkles here and there. Um, And uh, the toughest thing I think for that with, with, with Denver is uh, that he, you're going to see a lot more Jimmy Butler on Jamal Murray. Um, And so, you know, how how do they activate a third, a third score? Um, But I think it comes back to just that uh, figuring out ways, maybe moving them around or or something for for Jokic to to make plays for others. They're not going to win a lot of games. Uh, Even though he can drop 40 at just about any time, they're not going to win. They haven't won in the postseason. Um, uh, when, when When he has had to dominate the ball like that, that's just not the player that he is.
0: Great breakdown, Jerry. Uh, Great conversation. Really appreciate it. Hope you have a great game tonight. The series continues to to go on like that, and we'll be able to catch up with you as it moves uh, through these remaining games. As always, Jerry Brewer, Washington Post. Thank you, my friend. Really appreciate the time this afternoon. Enjoy the game.
1: All right, anytime. Take care.
0: There goes Jerry Brewer from the Washington Post. Again, a great breakdown on tonight's game. And I love the fact that we came on the air this afternoon, and I was talking about, you know, the Heat making 17 three-pointers and shooting 47% from three. And maybe you don't have to be a Hall of Fame coach to figure that out, but that they need to be on that trajectory Again, tonight that they probably can't win unless they stay that hot. Although I wouldn't put it past them. Um, You know, they just have so much fight and so much grit and so much determination. They never blink. It doesn't seem. But they do need to have some bullseye shooting again uh, tonight. And we'll see how the Nuggets respond after losing Game two. Jerry Brewer from the Washington Post. You can check him out, uh, WashingtonPost.com slash sports. And he has a great story. And, and he went on about Eric Spolstra with us. And a lot of it uh, came out of that story in, in which he said, Spolstra has gone from the NBA's most underrated coach to the most universally praised coach. And I think you can see why. All right, good opening segment with Jerry Brewer. Let's try and keep it going. And here's how we'll give it a shot on this afternoon's Sports Huddle.
1: Here's what's coming up on today's sports huddle. This is a Huge Fan of Sports. This is the River City Rundown. River City Rundown.
2: Rundown.
0: River City Rundown brought to you by our friends at the Richmond Chapter of the American Red Cross and boy, they could use your our help right now with all that is going on in our nation, in our town, uh, up and down the East Coast and up through Canada with the wildfires and and all of that, and of course, the tragedy in our own community uh yesterday the needless senseless tragedy that we had uh down there by the altria theater but in any event our rundown brought to you by the richmond chapter of the american red cross urging you uh to support the local rva community you can volunteer your services you can donate blood to the red cross all of that and much much more to learn more about how you can help during this critical time and it really is a critical time visit redcross.org All right, we're wide open the rest of the 4 o'clock hour, 804-327-0888. We'll get you on the air with us. It's also our text line. Would love to interact with you at some point this afternoon. Uh, Then in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to go back and talk some more Special Olympics. It's coming uh, this weekend to uh, the University of Richmond. And uh, in fact, on campus today, I was um, wandering around a little bit and saw all of the uh, banners starting to go up and all of the preparations are being made. So Special Olympics conversation is coming your way in the five o'clock hour at about 515 this afternoon. And really excited about that and glad that they're going to be here in town. Uh, Virginia Special Olympics, one of the really great events that we host during the course of the year. And by we, I mean the University of Richmond, but certainly also um, mean just our community. And believe me, we could use something a little bit uplifting right about now, can't we? So uh, tune in for that, and we'll give you some more information on how you can be a part of it, um, how you can volunteer, how you can just get out there and cheer on these um these really special athletes. So that's that's coming up this afternoon at about five fifteen, and we'll continue to uh, remind you about that during the course of our program uh this afternoon all right 804-327-0888 will get you on the air with us uh, that is also our text line 327-0888 one guest down and in the books and our other one coming up in as i said the five o'clock hour this afternoon all right let's get our break in here because we go a little long with uh with jerry but uh certainly worth it great breakdown on game three of the nba finals coming up tonight which you'll hear here on one zero six one espn beginning eight. o'clock. Clock from ESPN radio in the game a little after
1: 8 30.
0: All right, break time coming back after a timeout on the Sports Auto 1061
1: ESPN. Heat get the critical split in Denver. Now the series heads to Miami. Can the heat make it too straight? Or will the Nuggets bounce back and retake the series lead? Game three of the Nuggets and Heat. Coverage begins tonight at 7:30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
0: Welcome back on a Wednesday afternoon, already about 27 after 4. Um, so we're a little bit behind, but what the heck? We're okay. We're wide open here until until the 5 o'clock hours. So let me get to the phones. We'll do that, and then we'll get the next break going, and we'll uh, catch up. Uh, 804-327-0888. Yeah, I got a little rust today, you know? like some. Yeah, we, we talked about the Denver Nuggets before they went to the finals against Miami. Was it going to be the rested Denver Nuggets or the rusty Denver Nuggets. Well, I've been off for a few days. I was wondering, was it be the rusty Bob Black or the rested Bob Black? In this case, it's both. I'm kind of rested, but I also feel a little bit, a little bit rusty. So, uh, bear with us here this afternoon as we get back into the swing of things. Three two seven zero eight eight eight. Reggie, help us out a little bit here, my friend. How are you?
3: You still got the fastball, Bob? Don't even try. You got the freight train fastball.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes that fastball gets hit out of the park, you know. Yeah, Cent- yeah center-cut like fastball, <laughs> ball. Ooh, it can go a long ways. It can go a long ways, Reggie.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But first of all, speaking of fastball, the young ladies with the softball World Series, Oklahoma and um, Florida State, I'm really looking forward to that. You want to talk to some athletic ladies. They can bang it out the ballpark, especially that fast pitch. It's just incredible what the young ladies are doing with the softball World Series.
0: That Oklahoma team is pretty amazing. You know it? Man, yeah, craziness. 52 straight wins. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, yep. they're juggling, juggling.
3: But, Bob, I need your help with this lift tournament. now.
0: <laughs> You've I come to, to the wrong guy, Reggie. <laughs> you have come to the wrong guy there. That
1: well, I mean, happened while I was football. away, and I'm
0: like, oh, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> You help me on that one, Reggie. What the heck is going on there?
3: I couldn't believe that when the Lyft tournament um, got a TV deal, it kind of forced the PGA, whether they want to or not, they kind of embrace the money, you know, follow the money, follow the minerals. And they saw an opportunity to fatten their purse and to blindside the players and sit back and say, well, guess what, guys? We're gonna drop all the lawsuits. So what, it was a big fat lawsuit as a fight. We making money now, everybody's happy. And I'm like, the Saudi money? Okay, does that mean that you can buy an NFL football franchise with overseas Saudi money and the State Department can't, doesn't say anything? I, I'm a little confused with this. It seems like outside money that's not supposed to be money laundering to me. On the what? highest scale. Maybe I'm wrong, but something don't seem right.
0: Uh, I'm as confused as you are. I'm as confused as you are on fronts of why were the players kind of kept in the dark on this, right? They kind of blindsided them. And then I'm also confused about, you know, the money from the Saudis, from this Saudi Arabian, what's it, the Public Investment Fund, I guess is what it's called. So I don't know. I'm really confused on the whole thing. I I don't know. I I don't get it. I really don't.
3: Wish I could help you more on that one,
0: Reggie. But I can't. I just no, don't it just, get it.
3: It, it just seems like a certain individuals can turn a blind eye and as long as the money washes, it's fine with us. And it, it, just, it just doesn't seem right. I mean, that means open doors for NFL franchise, basketball franchise, and baseball franchise to not have overseas money. And we know the 9-11 situation, how that plays in. I mean, this is blood money to the highest. I, I just, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. The PGA <laughs>
0: guys aren't happy about it. I can tell you that. No, no well,
3: doubt. they protest? They don't have to play they, might, if they ain't happy they, about it. Shows. They protests. talked about
0: their meeting with uh, the commissioner, what, who oh, Mon- Mon- Monahan, right? Monahan. Uh, they said that got mm-hmm. really hot, really heated, a lot of frustration, uh, all of that. So they they've got they've got some uh, fences to mend here. I would say.
3: I wish somebody had fixed the brother tie. Tie was kind of crooked on interview. <laughs> <laughs> somebody should have fixed his tie. I like, "Man, come on, the blue tie cocked to the right. Man, straighten your tie, man. Come on." I'll, I'll, I'll go back and I take know a look at that.
0: that I know that's good though. Good way to wrap it up, Reg. Hey, real quick. Yeah, hey, go, Reg. Go ahead, did you, Thank you, sir. Reg?
3: I'm not even going to okay. touch the golf. It'll my New Yorkers getting really mad right now. But uh, Reg, did you hear that? Uh, Bruce doubled down on Miami again. <laughs>
0: Reggie, Reggie, oh, he, uh, did he go away? That was perfect. AJ. I think I think he thought it was like
3: the end of the segment. And me and yeah. you were talking. No, Reg, that was for you. I thought yeah. you were calling
0: in because <laughs> Bruce double down. So he's he's on the heat now. Is that right? He I mean, he was he just doubled. Down. He didn't uh, just say they're going to win. He doubled down. Nope. I think the Nuggets are winning tonight. I do. I don't know why, but I do. So Bruce can call. and We can have that lively conversation. And I'd even let Reggie call back, and we could conference him in, make for some great radio.
3: Well, guess what? We got <laughs> well, the—I don't want to say next best thing—the uh, uh, another best thing. It's a uh, Dolphin Dave on line one.
0: Oh, am I allowed to do that, or should I keep him hanging through the break? here? No, let's go. Let's go. Let's go with it. All right, Dave. Let's go with it. You—you you rate, man. You yeah. know, you rate when the producer says we'll we'll push the commercial back to get to a caller. That means it's a really good caller. Hello, Dave.
2: Well, the. The producer is very, very, very smart. Okay, first I'll tell you that. (laughs) And Uh, he's a Mets
0: fan. And he's a Mets fan. And he's a Mets
2: fan. So anyway, listen, you know, I'm really having a hard time trying to get a take on this whole thing. I've been anti-Liv ever since Liv started. Really anti-Liv. Always wondered how much money was enough. Um, I feel bad, honestly, I feel bad for somebody like Rory McIlroy and the other Uh two that stood up for what I think was the right cause. Not because they lost money. But because now I think they kind of look like right or wrong, like idiots, because they went for the moral high ground, and the PGA decided, okay, the moral high ground isn't that important. Um, I am very upset. I don't know. I don't know if I was one of those people. What I would do? Obviously, you got to play golf. Obviously, you're going to make a lot of money. But now you are compromising your principles that you already had. to Make. More money, and that was not your intentions originally. Is the only way re, way I can say that. So the only thing that bothers everything bothers me about this entire thing. Um, I do not like the fact that they're taking money from people who have a history of abuse of people. Uh, I don't like the fact, and, and I feel like the people that stood there honestly more high ground um, sat there, and now they're having to take money possibly from people. They don't want to take money from. So, do you not play golf, or, or or do something different, or do you continue to play golf and kind of suck it up? I don't know if I was one of those guys. What I would have, what I would do today, I really don't. I was anti live golf in the beginning. I'm still anti live golf. It kind of bothers me that the almighty dollar took precedence over anything else.
0: Uh, you're kind of echoing a lot of what Rory McIlroy said and I know you referenced him but he's been like the most outspoken right against LIV I saw that quote he's like like I hate LIV I hope it goes away yet he also said yeah. Dave that he thinks big picture 10 years down the road this is actually going to be good for golf which I I'm a little skeptical Yeah I'm a little skeptical too
2: so yeah. I just wanted to get my two cents in there you know I just actually played around the golf today TGA did not ask me to come and play down in the Lyft Tour tour. But if the Lyft Tour had asked me to come to play, I would not have gone to play. And you didn't did take
0: I. any. I bet you didn't take anybody's money today, did you?
2: No, I didn't take anybody's money. The golf course took my money, that was about it. Okay. <laughs> um I have yet to get my invitation to the Masters. I keep thinking to get boss in the mail.
0: Uh-huh. Hey,
2: but if I Bob, I'm going to leave now because I know you're up against it, but go Mets.
0: Go Mets. Uh, well, how how'd they do last night, Dave? How'd they do?
2: They haven't been. You know what? Here's why I don't understand. <laughs> the commercial break, guys. We got to go now. How'd they Are do they last lose? night, fellas? I... They didn't do good last night. No, they did.
0: <laughs> commercial break, guys. But they
2: swept the Phillies <laughs> and then got swept by the Blue Jays. I hey, we have got no a bit of time. We got a little of time. Keep going.
0: <laughs> They'll bounce back. They'll bounce back. They All right, Dave, we'll Thanks, what Dave. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks.
2: Thanks, buddy. Take
0: care. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of, well, let's get the break in here. I, let, let me not ramble. We're behind, and AJ's going to do a great job of juggling and getting us back on schedule. All right, let's get the break in here. Come back on the other side as we roll along in hour one of the Wednesday Sports Auto right here on 1061 ESPN. The Heat
1: get the critical split in Denver. Now the series heads to Miami. Can the Heat make it too straight? Or will the Nuggets bounce back and retake the series lead? Game three of the Nuggets and Heat. Coverage begins tonight at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
0: Yeah, I got to get into some of that. I have done very little Commander's OTAs this summer so far. Now a lot of that's cause I haven't been around a lot this summer. But we'll we'll catch up on all of that. I know Matt's got Sam Fortier on from the Washington Post tomorrow, talk some commanders and the mini camp and all that. And and we'll dive into that a little bit. Um a little bit as we move on as well. We really haven't focused too much on it to this point. We've had a lot of other uh, topics of conversation, and uh, we've been heavy on the association too, on the NBA. Uh, and I, I'm still liking the Nuggets, and I think I think Vegas is too, right? I think they're still about a three point favorite uh, going into that game in Miami tonight. Um, and let me just—I alluded to this earlier. So let me let me just make sure you guys and gals, uh, if you're driving around or if you got the radio on tonight, what you're going to get—you're going to get NBA game three so i know we've got braves baseball as well uh but robert oley our esteemed sports director program director and miami heat fan has decided it's time to go full bore into the nba finals which is the right call in my humble opinion uh because there's only what five games left at the maximum in the nba season even though the braves are in the midst of a really good series here against uh, the New York Mets, uh, winning the game last night. Max Scherzer's pitching for the Mets tonight. I get all of that. 720 at Truist Park this evening. But, look, it's Game 3 of the NBA Finals. We've been with it all along. So you're going to get the NBA Finals as long as those games are going. And the rest of the time you'll get uh, Atlanta Braves baseball. So that's tonight, 8 o'clock airtime, 8.30 game time for Game 3 Heat and Nuggets. And um, so no Braves baseball tonight, although it is a good game, good pitching matchup between Scherzer and Charlie Morton for Atlanta. And I alluded to this uh, earlier, all the, the haze and the smog and all of the, you know, the warnings that are out there and the unhealthy air and not being outside. Well, Major League Baseball has heated that warning. And they have just announced that tonight's Tigers at Phillies game has been postponed because of the unhealthy air quality in the Philadelphia area. Um, You don't see this very often. It happens every once in a while to a major league game or an outdoor sporting event. A couple of minor league games yesterday in the Northeast got postponed or canceled because of it. And Major League Baseball has postponed the Tigers and the Phillies. Now, they did have a little bit of an out in that one because both teams have a day off tomorrow. So I guess the forecast is that the air quality is supposed to be better, maybe significantly better tomorrow. So they've just pushed it back a day to tomorrow. I do feel badly, quite honestly, for the Tigers in this situation because they're the road team. And they were looking forward to playing tonight in Philadelphia and then going home and having a day off at home tomorrow. And now they they lose that opportunity. And I'm I'm not trying to make them out to be oh woe is me these poor major league baseball players don't get their day off at home kind of thing. But it is a grind and it is a long season. I know they're paid very very handsomely to play the game. So it's not like this is a big. Oh, my goodness gracious. But just a little bit. They've been on the road a long time. It has not gone well for them. They have not had a good road trip. And I'm sure they were, you know, excited to play tonight, try and get a win this evening and get home and have a day off at home where they could get away from baseball. Now... You know, they're kind of stuck in a hotel in Philadelphia, which is not a bad thing. I found a really nice hotel in Philadelphia for a couple of days up there this weekend. Um, and then they got to play the game tomorrow night and then they'll fly home and start a whole new series on Friday. So that's a little bit difficult for them. there's nothing much you can do about it. And I'm sure it was the right decision to make. And it's a decision that Major League Baseball made, not the home team in this case, not the Phillies, but Major League Baseball made that decision, and it was pretty easy for them because both teams had the day off tomorrow and they could just stay and play the game. Not the greatest thing in the world um, for for uh, for the Phillies and the, and the Tigers and particularly for the Tigers, but so be it. And they've done the same thing with the game in New York, which looked like it was worse than Philadelphia. It looked like a, uh, I don't know if you saw it, just the yellow-orange haze all through the city. So the White Sox-Yankees game, also postponed tonight in the Bronx, and they'll make it up tomorrow as well. So it's just kind of a little bit of a tough deal, particularly for the visiting team more than the home team. It's not much you can do about it. And I will say this, the other tough deal is for the fan, right? You don't want to be sitting outside in that. I, I get it. But, like, and I'll get into a little bit more of my experience in the in the Major League ballparks uh, as we move along today and tomorrow. But I had one shot to go see the Phillies. It was yesterday. Um, or, um, it was Monday. And it was either going to be Monday or I wasn't going to go. So if that had happened Monday, I wouldn't have gotten to see a game. And that that's tough on fans that are there for, you know, they get one shot and that's it. Now, you know, if you live in Philadelphia and you go to any game, you know, you can obviously use the ticket and go to the game on Thursday. It's not that big of a deal. But I, I did think about that when I saw that that game was postponed today. Hey, what if that had been the game I was going to go to on Monday? I'm out of luck, right? That that would that would have been the end of that. My, my tickets would have been on SeatGeek or Vivid Seats or, or, you know, whatever, and been getting getting as much money back out of them as I possibly could. So both games postponed. White Sox at Yankees tonight, they'll play tomorrow, and Tigers at Phillies, they'll play tomorrow. And obviously, selfishly, as a Phillies fan, really didn't want to see that because the Phillies are finally playing some decent baseball right now against mediocre to bad teams, meaning the Nationals... And the Tigers, the Dodgers, are coming in this weekend. And we'll get a better read on things on things there. So I'll focus in on the Braves and Mets tonight, as I said, as they play game two of that series. The Braves won over the Mets um, last night. All right, there you go. That's kind of your update. And your update on the baseball schedule. There are some day games. I'll we'll give you some score updates on the other side of the break. Uh, 447 on the sports auto. Come back after a timeout. Get you up to five o'clock. ESPN Sports Center updated five, and then the second hour of the Sports Auto. We'll get you to five o'clock after this timeout on 1061 ESPN. Work week is tough. Make your day a little brighter with full-length podcast of all our shows and interviews. Available at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. All right, in addition to the uh, two Major League Baseball games that have already been postponed because of the poor air quality in Philadelphia and New York, Detroit and the Phillies postponed, White Sox and the Yankees in the Bronx postponed as well. A couple games, Padres lead the Mariners one to nothing. bottom half of the third inning, that's in San Diego, where the weather is almost always nice. And the A's made it back-to-back wins on the road. They had lost like hundred in a row on the road, but they won again today in Pittsburgh. Pirates have definitely come back down to earth, although they're still competitive. But a nine-five Athletics win over the Pirates. They are seven and twenty-six on the road, and that includes back-to-back wins the last the last two days for them. All right, mentioned the Braves and Mets tonight in Atlanta. Orioles and Brewers, tough loss for the O's last night in extra innings. They play that one in Milwaukee at seven forty tonight, and the Nationals got thumped by the Diamondbacks yesterday, 10-5, to 5, and they'll play again tonight in D.C., and so far that game is still on. So even I, I don't know if you drove around today, or you were out in the Richmond area, but you could smell it, and you could see it. That haze was definitely out there here in Richmond. Now, I don't know if it was that severe that it was a health issue here in Richmond. I, I think there were some um, warnings out there about that, um, but I don't know if there was any consideration about the Nationals game to being postponed as well. They're supposed to play at 7.05 tonight. Uh, Patrick Corbin's on the mound tonight for for the Nats against the Diamondbacks. Keep an eye on that one for you as well. Uh, so I mentioned, AJ, I mentioned I went to games at uh, Nats Park on Sunday and in Philly on Monday. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. It, this just did not work out. But guess what I didn't have while I was in Philadelphia? Can you guess the one food item that I didn't have while I was in Philly? Probably not. The cheesesteak. I never got around to getting the cheesesteak in Philly on this trip, which means I'll be going back at some point. When I went to the ball game on Monday, uh, the lines were just so long at all of the places that serve cheese, steak, I said, the heck with it. So I had a Philly Frank instead. Had the good old hot dog at the ball game. You know, you got to do that, right? So I never did have the cheesesteak in Philly. So uh, that keeps my taste buds going, and we'll get back up there at some point. Other than that, you know what? It's fun to be a fan. I don't get to do that very often, obviously, in this line of work and doing games, but I really enjoy just being a a plain old sports fan, baseball fan at both D.C. and Philadelphia, both very nice parks. Of course, I'm very partial to Philadelphia over D.C. Um, I'll tell you what, it was very easy getting in and out. Uh, One day we experienced mass transit and used the Metro in D.C., and that was great. I highly recommend it. If you're going to go to a Nationals game, use the Metro. It was terrific and very, very inexpensive. And then uh, Monday we did drive to Philly and um, uh, drove to the ballpark. And, I mean, obviously you pay, you know, a lot of money. It was like 25 bucks to park. Um, but it was pretty easy in and out, even in Philadelphia, to get back out on the highway and, and get where we were going. So really good experiences. Phil's won both of those games. So that made me feel a little bit better. Schwarber hit two home runs in the game in D.C. And Trey Turner lit it up and hit two home runs in the game in uh in philadelphia but uh, so was a snapshot of my experience as a as a baseball fan in the ballparks the last couple of days and it really was enjoyable experiences and like i said i'm like wow i i actually enjoyed being a fan and not having to worry about being there on time or leaving late or whatever and it was it was fun even without having the cheesesteak in philadelphia that was my big big disappointment it, it was i'm with you on that I, I i disappointed myself so i got a couple spots here in richmond that have decent cheesesteaks and a new one that i want to go check out at some point spoilers don't give away what we can sell no i won't i won't i won't i'll let you and i've had people go to one of these places and yeah they're good cheesesteaks so that that's coming up all right uh that brings us to the end of hour one of the sports huddle hour two is coming up after the espn Sports Center update at the uh, at the top of the hour We'll be talking some Special Olympics in hour two of the sports huddle as well remember everybody can help out everybody can cheer everybody can volunteer at the Special Olympics coming to Richmond uh, this Friday and Saturday hour two next on 1061 ESPN. imagine you're looking at a balancing scale.